Hello and welcome back to the Outer Intelligence Podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host, the host and founder of this podcast with uh, over 50 episodes on how you can best um, manage and build and live your absolute best life despite tinnitus. As you can see, it's summer here in Berlin. Um, actually, only the people who have watched the video version on YouTube of this podcast can see that it's a summer version of this podcast because I am wearing a summery shirt. And uh, the second reason why you will know that it is a summer episode um, that we have today is because I have been on a summer break for the past month. It's been good. It's been real. Uh, getting some energy, being away uh, for a while. And I've had a very, very good summer break. So thank you very much for bearing with me today in this episode. We are going to tackle 10 debunking myths around tinnitus. So whether it's about um, the idea that uh, uh, all tinnitus sounds are the same or that tinnitus is actually causing you to go deaf, uh, bear with me today because today we're going to go through 10 myths that you might be thinking about when you think of tinnitus, but that are actually not entirely true. So uh, come on in to me, uh, jump into this episode together with me. Um, we have a very, very fun episode today. We have a lot of other fun episodes planned in future. Um, as usual, coming from your host, Frida, and uh, a few cool guests that I have lined up in future on this podcast. So you can live your absolute best life despite your tinnitus. Um, yeah, again, I want to extend a warm hand of welcome to all of you guys out there with Tinnitus uh, to join our online Tinnitus community. It's an exclusive membership community where you can learn strategies and tips of tricks of how you can habituate to your Tinnitus in a way that you experience Tinnitus but no longer are bothered by it. Um, uh, I have created an exclusive pro coaching program based on my work with people in the past uh, five years of working with hundreds of people all over the globe in tinnitus coaching sessions and really being quite successful there and have combined that into a program um, of weekly sessions that we have with each other um, in the community, but also um, an online course that is inside the community. So we're growing and growing. We're over 50 members already. So it's very fine, very cool to see um, how much compassion goes into that and how much people are uniting in this community. And if you want to be part of it, then just go to www.mytinnitus.club and sign up for a two weeks free trial. But uh, yeah, let's get into the episode uh, 10 myth about tinnitus, debunking myth. Uh, we are on a myth busting mission, uh, tearing down all the walls of uh, uh, fake news and really weird uh, things that you might uh, believe are true about tinnitus. Um, but let's get into the intro, do a quick round of our quick ads and then start right with the episode. Hello and welcome to the Outering Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host. This podcast is all about the tinnitus science and what you can do to live a better life despite the ringing. This episode is brought to you by Linear, an evidence-based treatment for tinnitus which has been shown to improve tinnitus symptoms in large-scale clinical trials and real-world patients. Linear retrains the brain by playing soothing sounds and providing mild electrical stimulation to your tongue. It's now available throughout Europe and its latest clinical trial results were recently published in a Nature Scientific Journal. To find out more about Linear, where it's available 
and read about the research behind it, visit www.lenier.com forward slash authoring. That's L-E-N-I-R-E.com forward slash authoring. All right. Um, today we are on this mission of establishing 10, 10 different uh, myths about tinnitus, trying to find out uh, what are the most common misconceptions about tinnitus and what do people think about their tinnitus uh, often falsely. Um, and uh, kind of often things also that could help you in feeling a little bit more relaxed about your tinnitus, not being so anxious around it, and that will help you ultimately also in your process of habituation. If you uh, want to find out more about all that habituation stuff, of course, there's uh, the podcast. There are a lot of YouTube videos on my YouTube channel um, where I really debunk the process of habituation and why and how it can help and support you. Um, even if you are not someone who is deaf on one ear and has a hearing aid in the tinnitus on the other side, like I do. Um, anyways, uh, let's start with myth number one. Myth number one is that tinnitus is a disease. Um, tinnitus is actually in and of itself not a disease, but rather a symptom, a symptom that you experience of a bodily symptom um, a misguided signal in your auditory cortex uh, between the interplay of all the functions that go into when a physical signal gets translated into an electrical signal and then interpreted in your brain as tinnitus. Yeah. And that is something that we call a symptom and not a disease. What can then happen from that is that you get very anxious about it. You, de you get... Um, Uh, uh, you, you get actually decompensated and you start to be reactive around your tinnitus and all those things, they can then become a disease, sort of depression-like or, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, de depressive disorder, etc. that can go all go together. But tinnitus in and of itself is a symptom and not a disease. Uh, right, that's myth number one. Myth number two is only old people get tinnitus. Uh, wrong, of course. I mean, I don't think I classify as an old person yet. Um, surely, um, tinnitus goes up with um, the age range, right? So the uh, population um, and the age range in which tinnitus is most prevalent. Of course, the older we get, the more our ears, uh, our hearing ability declines. And of course, as tinnitus is often connected to a declining hearing ability, um, tinnitus is not in and of itself something that only old people get, right? The mechanism of hearing loss is the same for everyone. And many of you might know from the very, very first time they ever experienced something similar that um, in fact that when you, for example, go to a concert and you have these ringing ears afterwards, that is the first form of tinnitus. And in fact, only tinnitus in and of itself when it becomes chronic, chronic is exactly that what stays, right? So. It's not at all true. Here I am, 33, uh, 14 years with tinnitus already since I've been 19 years old. Uh, could have protected my ears better. Yeah, and uh, uh, if you still can, you should. But uh, yeah, that's definitely uh, myth number two debunked. Myth number three, oh, nice one. Um, it's always caused by loud noise exposure, which is directly related to what we said before, because it's not. Tinnitus can really be uh, caused by a variety of factors, not just loud noise exposure. For example, tinnitus can also be caused by somatic issues, uh, clenching in your jaw, uh, muscle tightness and tenseness. Some people have 
different factors that combine into why they experience tinnitus, but it might not be that one single thing that's causing and leading up to their tinnitus, right? So it's very, very important to be aware that tinnitus is not always caused by uh, loud noises. It can be, of course, and probably in many people it is, but there are many under other underlying factors and things that can cause tinnitus or exacerbate the symptoms of tinnitus. And then the fourth one, very directly related and very important as well, tinnitus means you're going deaf. And that's related to all the other myths that we just talked about right now, because actually, depending on, well, what kind of tinnitus you experience or how old you are, tinnitus means that you might have some hearing loss, but it definitely doesn't mean that you go deaf, right? So tinnitus means that you experience this as a result of maybe progressing hearing loss, but I mean, many people or basically everyone when they're not 18 anymore and have perfect hearing anymore, experience some form or degree of hearing loss within in their life in the same way that our eyes tend to get worse over a period of time as well. And the same happens with uh, tinnitus, but it definitely doesn't mean that you're going deaf. In this vein, it's very, very important to not be so anxious around the tinnitus, right? So that your brain can eventually uh, tag the tinnitus as something non-negative, non-dangerous, and then you give yourself the opportunity to habituate, which in the community, of course, we have a, a new feature coming up, uh, a seven-day uh, a, a seven um, challenge for you to uh, start your process of habituation together with the um, bi-weekly accountability check-ins where we meet, uh, identify your individual and specific goals on your current path and road to tinnitus and then see um, what the goals are, how well you perform in those goals and how you can continue to get better with those goals. Anyways, um, myth number five, tinnitus is all in your head. Well, yes and no. Uh, exactly in the same way that we discussed, there's many different reasons for why people can experience tinnitus, meaning sounds in their ear or their head. Um, it involves the brain's perception because it basically um, is a misguided signal to what your auditory cortex interprets from the sound coming from your inner ear. However, tinnitus is not always only in your head because there are also other reasons for why you might have tinnitus, right? Um, for example, when people have a problem with the eustachian tube, some people get trapped air or water or fluids or wax. And then sometimes they remove that and the tinnitus symptom can improve. So it's not always only in your head, but for most people, the reason they will have tinnitus is because we have said this at the start, there's a misguided signal, um, a, 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 a basically a, a fault in the signal translation from your inner ear to your brain because parts of your hearing ability decline and then the brain misinterprets the absence of certain sounds as a sound that's oncoming, mainly your tinnitus. Myth number six, there is nothing you could do about tinnitus. There is, let that sink in, there is nothing you can do about tinnitus. How does that make you feel? Yeah, I know, right? And that's one of the things that you can do. You might not be able to control your tinnitus, but there are tons, uh, dozens, if not hundreds of strategies in how you can get towards habituation, meaning that you can experience tinnitus, but absolutely not be bothered by it. It also means that for me, with 14 years of tinnitus, I can lie down in bed at night with an earplug and just have my one deaf ear and my tinnitus blaring away and not be bothered by it at all. 
So it's really, really important for you to realize that in essence, it's not the tinnitus that is the danger here. It is your reaction to the tinnitus and how it constantly triggers you and keeps you stuck in this fight or flight mechanism. But it's absolutely possible to come out of that and there can a lot can be done about it. So whatever, whenever someone says there's nothing you can do about it, well, you can technically not completely get rid of it, right? But you can get rid of it to the sense that you're no longer focusing on it. So it doesn't really play a part in your life anymore. And then you become so comfortable of just living your life with tinnitus that you live your life as if it wasn't there, even though it is there, right? I can hear it all the time, of course. But for me, it's like it's not there. Might seem a little bit tricky to understand that, but again, we have all these nice little features, uh, things in the community that you can use in order to uh, get closer to that process, understand how it can happen for you, and then slowly but steadily over a process of a few months, really get better at trying to habituate or habituate it to your tinnitus. We'll be right back to the episode in just a few moments. I want to give out another shout to our Tinnitus membership online community. At www.mytinnitus.club, you can access a vast catalog of resources that will help you to manage your tinnitus the best way possible. You can find resources on tinnitus management, tinnitus for sleep, tinnitus and stress, tinnitus and the best mindset that you should be in in order to tackle tinnitus related issues and you can access all that content uh, get to know new members of the community join our exclusive club for as little as 14.99 per month you support the cause of what i do and you get exclusive access to so many different things that will help you to get a completely new approach to your tinnitus so i will see you all at www.mytinnitus.club and now let's get back into the episode all right, myth number seven. All tinnitus sounds are the same. No, absolutely not. Uh, since I've got tinnitus, I've had many different sounds, some additions, some subtractions, uh, and then also some increases that stayed increases so that they weren't only spikes anymore. But no, tinnitus can have many different sounds. Some people say they have crickets. Some people say they have uh, birds chirping. Uh, uh, some people have uh, humming sounds, some people have hissing sounds. Um, I have a few neighboring frequencies uh, screaming together and um, they are never the same. Often people also report that they have changing tinnitus symptoms. Sometimes, some days the tinnitus is like this and then another day the tinnitus is like that. So I think um, that is debunking it very quickly because there are many different ways of experiencing tinnitus and a lot of different people experience a lot of different sounds with their tinnitus. Yeah, sure. Right, myth number eight. Oh, I like this one. Um, might make you feel a lot better when I'm done with this one because this one is, myth number eight is tinnitus is a rare condition. And I'm not saying medium rare. I mean rare in the case that it doesn't occur often. No, uh, actually, I, how do you like your steak done? I like my steak uh, medium, medium, yeah, medium. Depending on who cooks it, um, medium to well, but more like medium. A, a good steak cooked very medium, I like that. That's very good. Um, I really enjoy that. Although after my holiday now, I said I, I want to eat uh, a lot less meat. Um, not only because of climate change or the animals, just because I think... Uh, 
it's also good for me to eat less meat. Anyways, that's a very personal thing. Uh, everyone should decide for themselves whether they want to eat meat or not, or how they uh, handle their diet. Of course, it's always good to have a balanced diet. Anyways, tinnitus is not a rare condition at all. And actually, what I said yesterday in one of the, in our community meeting is that imagine this here. Now we're sitting here like 15, 20 people. But imagine eventually we'll be sitting here 100, 200, 300 people in this community meeting. And we will all have a different form of tinnitus. How amazing is that, right? Like, I mean, maybe difficult to grasp, but like how amazing is that, that we all sit there united via one condition in this community, uh, maybe having a game night together, which we also had, which is quite fun. But, you know, just um, coming together over this common cause of tinnitus, everyone having a different sound. So it's something so normal, right? It, it happens so often and it's up to 30% of the population that experience tinnitus, right? So it's like very, very, very common. Um, so it's very, very common. Depending on the country, it's a little bit different, but it's very common, 30% of the population. Right, moving on to the penultimate fact. Myth number nine, earwax removal can cure tinnitus. Well, as we said before, for some people who have maybe a clogged eardrum where uh, air gets trapped, water gets trapped, some kind of liquid, fluid, something is trapped, and they experience vibrating sounds, humming, something like that because of that. In those rare cases, when you remove the underlying factor, namely the earwax that traps whatever it is in there, then yeah, the sounds that come from that could also vanish, and then people can experience that tinnitus just goes. However, that is very, very rare. And most of the time, while cleaning out your earwax, especially for me with only one ear and this constant hearing aid in, uh, does help me because I do hear a lot better when I clean out the earwax. Uh, it doesn't really change my tinnitus, right? I just hear better. And then ergo, also the more I hear from the outside world, the better the tinnitus is. That's why a good a nine, myth 9.5, hearing aids help for tinnitus, yes. When you do need a hearing aid, when you have an indication for a hearing aid, you hear less more from the outside and then your tinnitus will be less competitive with the things that you hear from the outside when you do get a hearing aid, when you do need a hearing aid, when a hearing aid is actually recommended to you by your doctor or audiologist. All right, myth number 10. I want to finish with this because tonight I'm surely going to have a beer. Uh, alcohol reduces tinnitus. No, there are actually no uh, directly related studies in which alcohol reduces tinnitus. For some people, alcohol increases people's tinnitus. But we know that alcohol often has a calming effect. That's why some people say that alcohol calms their tinnitus. But with many other things that are a lot less harmful than alcohol, you could also try to calm your tinnitus and your nervous system. And in that vein, I recommend doing uh, yoga sessions. Yoga Nidra is amazing. I have a short Yoga Nidra practice right here on this podcast for you, uh, or also a YouTube video um, that you can use in order to calm down throughout the day when you need a little rest. Um, I have a very, very good um, uh, recommendation that you can do valerian pills, nice and calming. Um, and alcohol, especially a beer though, beer has hops and hops is also something, uh, a calming agent. And I think I heard the Smith somewhere, I'm German, so I mean, we like our beer. So I heard this, this myth somewhere that uh, these guys a few hundred years back were quite the rowdies and then they started putting hops into the beer because hops would calm them down. Not sure how true that story is. I'll research it for the next podcast episode and come back for it. But I think that could be something that's very true. So maybe a beer once in a while, just one beer, not 10, just one, 
could be calming and nice, and I do enjoy the occasional beer, but everything done in moderation. All right. I want to thank you all for uh, tuning in today's episode of the Outring Tinnitus podcast. We talked about 10 different myths of tinnitus and how to debunk them for many more myth debunking. Go to our question and answer space in our community or into um, the spaces that we have in there, the Habituation Accountability Hub, uh, the courses, uh, the questions and answer space. Um, all these kind of things, they are there for you, just for you guys from dealing with tinnitus. Go to www.mytinnitus.club for a free trial. Um, it's been amazing. Uh, it's been a very, very good year so far. It's been challenging at times, but it's been good. And I'm very grateful for seeing this community grow. I'm grateful for every single one of you tuning into this podcast and for uh, our sponsors. I'm also very grateful who allow, who allow me to continue my work along the lines of tinnitus myth busting and helping people with that uh, condition in their life, that symptoms, not the disease, um, but the, the difficulties that people experience due to tinnitus, right? Because I have experienced it myself. So thank you everyone for tuning in. I hope this has been helpful and good for you. And uh, I'll see you in the next one. Goodbye. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Outring Tinnitus podcast. I hope you really enjoyed it and it helps you on your way towards your best life despite tinnitus. If you'd like access to our exclusive online tinnitus membership community where you can access weekly videos, tons of content around the topics of tinnitus and sleep, acceptance and commitment, and how cognitive behavioral therapy can help you to finally break the vicious cycle of suffering from your tinnitus. Yeah, just really build your best life despite tinnitus. Then please head over to www.mytinnitus.club where we have weekly events. You have the possibility to engage with other members, share your progress throughout taking courses of the Outring Tinnitus online coaching program and really start living your best life again. Check it out under www.mytinnitus.club and I'll see you in the next podcast episode. Thank you very much for listening to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. I am looking forward to also welcome you on my website at outringtinnitus.com or if you have any questions, please mail to frida at outringtinnitus.com. See you next time.